The ABC's Word Wizard, the Lord of Language. A word in your ear with Professor Rowley Sussex. Oh, Rowley, how are you? I missed you last week. Yeah, I missed you. Oh, I missed everybody. I, was I know. In, I was in Thailand. You were, which is uh, why you've decided on this first question. Is that yes, is that right? Because I didn't know. Well, at least I did know when I went there that Bangkok is not the proper name of Bangkok. Are you going to tell us what it is, or are we going to let someone else tell us? Let's see if someone else All knows. All right. Okay. There are two parts of this. <laughs> Part one is what is the proper name pronounced more or less authentically in Thai. Mm. And the second part is, what makes the name somehow linked to Los Angeles? Oh, a link to mm -hmm. Los, An Los mm -hmm. Angeles or Los Angeles. There you go. There's another there question. You see, all right. <laughs> Not to mention Rodeo and Rodeo. Well, I said Rodeo because that's do. what I say. So do I, but both are allowed. But I, you know, I found that out last week mm -hmm. because um, I was with the our producer who makes the the you know promos here, mm -hmm. and I had to do something for the Mount Isa Rodeo, yep. and I said Rodeo, and he said, "Oh, is it Rodeo?" I said, "I think it's Rodeo." Is it tomato or tomato? Well, it's tomato <laughs> yes. for us. It's tomato for them, but it's either Rodeo or Rodeo, and mm. in fact, Americans say both too. Oh, do they? It comes. It comes from from a Spanish word meaning to go round. Okay. Or a day to go round or to rotate. 1300 222 if you have a question for Rolly Sussex. Alison has one at Red Bank. Alison, pronunciation, is it? Are you there, Alison? Oh, no, hang on. I've got the wrong one. Hang on there. Let's go to Alison. Hello, Alison. Hello. One of the young girls' names in our family is A-I-S-L-I-N-G, which I thought was Aisling, mm. and her nickname is Ash, and apparently the I seems to be silent, and I'd like to call her by her name, but I just can't say it. Whoa. Um, all right. I don't know offhand, because I've not seen the name before, but uh, in general, when people have names that are unfamiliar, you ask them what they want to be called and follow suit. So it's Colin Powell rather than Colin, for example. Mm -hmm. I don't know this one, but oh. I, 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 it, maybe, could, it could be Ailing. Maybe we have someone with that name who can ring up and well, tell us. It would be nice. Ailing. I've never. I don't know anybody with that name. A I S L I N G. Aisling. Yes. Ailing. 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 Right, we'll, we'll put that Ailing. on the on the homework list. Yeah, Alison. Thank you. Okay. okay. Thank you. <laughs> You've stumped Rolly Sussex. <laughs> it's the first time for everything. <laughs> okay. Thank, thanks, Alison. Thank you. Tina in North Queensland. You have a question for Rolly. Ah, uh, yeah. Hi. Good morning. Hello. Hi. Um, I work on Groot Island in the Northern Territory, which is spelt like the Dutch spelt it, um, E-Y-L-A-N-D-T. Mm. Yep. But if we go off-island or send machinery or something off-island, is that still spelt E-Y-L-A-N-D-T or I-S-L-A-N-D? Okay. Um, I think if you go off-island, if you're talking about a particular place with a particular proper name, then it could be E-Y. Uh, but that, that is just the, the Dutch spelling. And mm -hmm. everything else is I-S-L-A-N-D. And by the way, the S has got no business to be there. In Old English, it was just I-L. Uh, okay. But there is a word in French, which was I-S-L-E. And of course, the Norman mm. conquest came over in 1066, bringing French words. And people assumed that there ought to be an S, so they popped it in, even oh. though it wasn't part of English. So right. we've got a kind of bit of detritus hanging around. So okay. off-island, I, I think that would, be, that would be just... If you're going off-island, meaning... Say going to the mainland or, or leaving mm -hmm. leaving a place. 
Yep. Probably. Does that All help? Right. Lovely, thank you. All right, thank you, Tina. How's, how's Groot, how is Groot Island anyway? Oh, the weather's beautiful at the moment, yes. Yeah, uh, the humidity's down, the, day, uh, the evenings and mornings are cool, so yeah, no, it's been beautiful lately. Yeah, <laughs> good on you. Okay, thanks for your call. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Peter at The Gap, words that have double letters you wanted to ask about. Yes. Tell what, what, what in particular, give us an example. Oh, for instance, HID, H-I-D, but then you've got hidden, which mm. is double D. Right. Why? Okay, this is part of a spelling practice in English which began about 1400 or so. And they realized that H-I-D-E-N, if you got I-D and then another vowel, it would tend to pronounce, be pronounced hidden. And, of course, you want hidden. Okay. Mm. And, uh, and so they got into the habit of saying if the vowel is short, Right, hidden. We want to make make it go on being short. Make the consonant double, and that will force the vowel before it to be short. And so that's been the case ever since, with the exception of that uh, before ed, before er, and so on. We double up letters, and the Americans don't. So dueler or dueling for us is double l, and for the Americans is one. So there is a bit of a, an mm. exception there. Yeah. But normally, normally, if you've got H-I-D, it's a single consonant at the end of the word, the vowel's short, hid, it's not hide, right? Hide would have an E on the end. Mm. But if you've got an E following the D, that will tend to make it look like hiding. And so to make it, to make it short, you've got, you've got to go double up the consonant. Okay. I hope, um, hope that helps you there, Peter. Yes, thank you very much. All right, thanks for that. Let's go to Kieran, who is... Um, He's oh, Kieran's Irish. You know how to say that name, Kieran. I do. <laughs> I do. How do you say it? It's Ashling. Ashling. It is Ashling. Okay. And it means a uh, it means a dream. Oh, nice. Oh, very nice. Because I I know that in in Irish, if you write S I, that's a sure like Chevron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the same. It's the same idea. So same. is it Ashling or Ashling? Ashling. Okay. Ashling. Thank you there very are much. Quite a few of them in Brisbane. Well, yeah. I'd like to hear some from some Ashlings if you're listening. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure an Ashling will And we're going statewide, so across the state there might be some Ashlings. Uh, <laughs> thank sure thank you, Kieran. Thank and you, okay. Kieran. We listen. We listen to your accent with with pleasure. Yes, we do. I love it. Thirteen hundred triple two six twelve. If you have a question for Rolly Sussex on words and language, Tim at Herberton. Hello. Hello. You're going to tell us how uh, the story about Bangkok and its real name. Well, as far as I can remember, it's something like Krum Tet. Well done. That's part one. Do you know how it came to be Bangkok? No. Okay. Bangkok and Tonburi were both uh, villages around that area which were swallowed up by the, the, the growing metropolis. And, uh, and uh, Grungtap actually is, is a name. It's got a very elaborate meaning. I wonder if, if any of the other listeners know because mm. this is interesting. You've got part one. Well done. Krungtep. So that's part one. Then that's K-R-U-N-G-T-H-E-P. Two words. So you anything to do with City of Angels? Hey, well done. <laughs> that's, it. We're, that's exactly right, because Los Angeles, of course, is Los Angeles, uh, or Los Angeles, depending on how you pronounce it. And the full name of Krungtep, I, I can't do it in Thai, but I will give you the English version. Yeah. The City of Angels, the great city, the residence of the Emerald Buddha, the impregnable city of Ayutthaya, of God Indra, the grand capital of the world endowed with nine precious gems, the happy city abounding in an enormous royal palace that resembles the heavenly abode where reigns the reincarnated God, a city given by Indra and built by Vishnakurn. And you're right, the full name has about 
20, 20 It's even words, longer than Los yeah. Angeles, which has 12. Yeah, okay. So, All well, right. Well, well done. <laughs> got it. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, well done, t- done, Tim. Let's go to Brian at Waterford. Hello, Brian. You want to talk about Bangkok as well? Yeah, um, I just wanted to say, like Rolly just said, yes, the City of Angels. Yes, I, was, I went to Thailand um, in um, about 80, 85, I think it was, and uh, for 12 months. And um, on the in-flight, um, you know, the reading thing that they have in flight books, and it uh, said um, it's called it's, uh, the English name is City of Angels and all the rest of it, and um, and just and it's similar, the same as Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well done. It's, yeah. it's interesting to do that to, when you're on planes to there read the information. That's right. There aren't too many cities. Where, I mean, there, there are lots of places where there's a slightly different pronunciation. So Paris for the French is Paris and so on. Yeah. All right. And the Thames in French is Tamise. But these are just slight adaptations to, to fit with the pronunciation of different languages. It's not often that you've got a city with a totally different name bastardized by foreigners which is now used by the local people mm. and if, you, if on the roads in thailand you see signs to bangkok not right to okay although the signs in thai say but yeah. the signs in english say bangkok do you know tour de france or to it I, I always find it, it it's funny every someone might not say france mm-hmm. and yet when they have to talk about the cycling race everyone goes turns into tour de france yeah tour de france. It, or is it just it's an yeah but it's just Tour de France, isn't it? Well, it depends. It has now become an international event and Tour de France. France, yeah, say. that's what they do say. Uh, Tour de France is what the way you'd say it in French. And uh, people anglicise to different degrees, but we all know what they're talking about because there's only one. Mm. I just think it's funny when normally you'd just say France and then all of a sudden you go Tour de Tour France. De France. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who's next? Uh, I think we have uh, Rick from Emerald. Hello, Rick. Good morning. How are you? Good. What did you want to ask Rolly? Uh, nothing to do with Bangkok. That's I, just right. always, I always wanted to know where the term touch wood comes from. Ah, it was believed uh, in many, many centuries ago that wood has magic properties. And this isn't only in English. There are lots of cultures, including Russian, by the way, where you touch wood, and that is meant to give you access to the magic properties of wood, which will help protect you or give you good luck. Hmm. Oh, right, so, eh? so it's an old, old superstition which has yep. persisted, and uh, it's a bit like you no know, home and hosed, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. which has to do with horses. When we when you get home, you hose down the horses before right. you do anything else. I didn't know that. We no longer use horses for ordinary transport, but the phrase persists. And in yep. this one, it's much, much older than that. Ah, oh, any any where it comes from, what country or? Oh, the our version is definitely English. English. But but there are various European languages which have similar uh, superstitions and similar phrases. Right. Okay. Thank you very much for that. All right. Pleasure. Good on you, Rick. Uh, okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Merle on the Gold Coast, do you want to talk about blokes? Oh, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Merle, are you there? Oh, hang on. More. Merle, are you there? Yes, I am. Good okay. morning. Hello, blokes. What do you want to talk about, blokes? Well, actually, I'm so disappointed that the ABC refers to men as blokes. Uh-huh. And I only have my radio on the ABC, and it's just extremely disappointing. Mm-hmm. What? Well, well, blokes. Well, I suppose it is something that... It's a slang word, isn't it, really, Rolly? Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, well, it's, it's, it's colloquial. Oh, okay. Um, slang suggests that it's a little bit um, sort of informal and perhaps even slightly not usable in ordinary good speech. Yeah. Whereas blokes, and it, it used to be very colloquial and, and 
when I was young. It's now moved into more general use. Is it only Australian or do they say it in England as well? Uh, I think... I think it's mainly Australian and New Zealand. All oh, right. Uh, there's quite a bit that we share with the Kiwis, which uh, you know isn't so obvious. Yes. But uh, what's what's your way, Merle? Is that the blokes is, seems to be a, a slightly disrespectful word? I, I believe so. And mm. um, thank goodness women are still referred to as women. But if I may just refer, move on from mm. the word blokes, yes. The other word commonly used, which once again is extremely disappointing, is the word bucks and it seems to be getting it's no longer dollars oh, right. and it's emphasised oh. bucks not dollars anymore mm. and it's just, I'm just so disappointed that we're referring to men as blokes mm. uh, and dollars as bucks and mm. I'm wondering what we're going to start calling we've been referring to our children as uh, kids for yes. some time now and uh, I wonder what women are going to be called shortly. Well hopefully not Sheila's uh, uh, that, Well that one is actually mind. declining which is a bit yeah, of a pity that because that's is, an Australian yeah. one from Irish uh, but the again do you call a woman woman or a lady? Well, lady, yeah. a lady sounds a little bit more formal and careful, doesn't it? Yes. Whereas woman is more general, I think. Yes. Yeah, woman is more general. Yeah. Females even more sort of. Yep. Uh, yeah. Now, bucks. Thanks, uh, Mel. We've got phrases like the buck stops here, mm. which of course is American, and and again, buck is American for a dollar. Mm. So the more we use phrases like the buck stops here. Uh, or the buck stops with me, the more this tends to enter into general usage. And the odd thing about our money is that whereas in in old money we had, you know, a a zack and a tray and so on for a sixpence and and threepence, we have almost no words for our our new money. Some people call the $20 a lobby for a lobster because it's that sort of colour. And uh, a grey shark, I think, oh, for the hundred. I've never heard just, that. Eh? No. Again, the fact that you haven't shows no. that they are really marginal and only used by a few people. Because we used to have quid many years ago. We used ago. to have quid, yes. Mm. And, uh, and a bob for a shilling. Yeah, you, yeah you're know, right. We don't have any terms we for don't have, dollars. We don't. We haven't developed terms no. ever since. You know, we, we went decimal in 66, so there's been plenty of time for this to happen. Mm. And although there are a few a few colloquial terms, they're not in wide, wide usage, yeah. which is a bit strange. Now, Rolly, we have Ashling on the phone, who is 11. Hello, Ashling. Hi. <laughs> now, do, do people confuse your name? Can they always say it? Um, no, they normally say Aisling. Aisling. And what do you tell them? Um, it's Ashling. Yeah, you're dead right too. There is there is always a problem if you've got a name where the spelling is, is a bit confusing. Mm. But you have the right to say, this is my name, this is the way it's properly pronounced, and I want to be called like this. And do you know any other Ashlings? Um, yes, my friend is Ashling, and then a girl at my school is also Ashling. Okay. You're joking, you... and they're spelt the same way? Yes. Okay, I'm going to have to go back and look at the... the the rules for writing Irish, because I didn't know that S before an L could be a sh. So do you have an Irish in your family? Um, yes, my mum is Irish and I was born in Ireland. Well, aren't you there lucky? You All right. Oh, Ashling, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for ringing. What school do you go to? Um, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Well, hello okay. to everyone there at Our Lady and of Mount Carmel. And to all the Ashlings there. Yes, and to all the Ashlings. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, bye-bye. Jean on the Western Darling Downs. Hello, Jean. Good morning. Thank you both for the program. That's all right. What did you want to say to Rolly? Uh, I want some information, please, about the confusing use of AM and PM instead of noon and midnight. Yeah. 
Um, AM in Latin means ante meridiem, which means before midday, and PM means after midday, post meridiem. And uh, the trouble is, of course, that midnight is definitely before midday. It's 12 hours away from it. And, but then we tend to say 12 p.m., meaning, and we're not quite sure, is it midday midday. or midnight? I, I was thought it was yeah. midday and 12 a.m. Is that midnight? Well, it, technically speaking, 12, it's not anti-meridium, it is the meridies, <clears throat> and, sorry, and the meridinox, if it were. So meridiem means the middle of the day, all right? Yes. So anti-meridium a.m. is before it and p.m. is after it. Right. But when these things are actually right on the, right on the nose, you know, the midday mm. is... Mm. The middle of the day, Miri Diaz. Yes. Right. Uh, we've we've got a, a serious problem, and I think it is clearer to say, if you want, twelve noon and twelve midnight. That gets around it all the time, and AM and PM are actually misnomers because they they tend to to be to mislead us as mm. to exactly what the time is. Because I was always told, you know, when writing news or something, you don't have to say twelve noon, and you don't have to say you twelve don't. midnight. You just no. say noon midnight. That's right. Yeah. And that, that's all you need. And 12.01? 12.01 is clearly post-meridium because yes. the, the middle of the day has just passed. All right. So anything except the 12s, your AM and PM are fine and helpful and relevant. All right. All right. But you're, hope... you're quite right, Jean. There is a real problem there. Thank you, Jean. Let's go to Mick in Mariba. Hello, Mick. Oh, how are you going? Good. What's your question for Rowley? Oh, Rowley, um, a few weeks ago you were talking about Christian names and I've missed you the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to point out you talking about the name Marion, and you said Marion could be a male Christian name. Mm. And I thought, well, the most famous Marion is Marion Morrison, mm -hmm. who was John Wayne. Oh, of course, yes. He was born Marion Morrison. Yep, thank Marian, you. Marion, he was too, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for but that. There is, no by the worries. Way, there is another, there's an M-A-R-I-A-N, which is sometimes pronounced Marion. My mother was a Marion. Marion. Okay. Yes. But Marion and Marion, both pronunciations are found. Marion, I think, is rather more common. Yeah, well, I think, thanks for that, Mick. I get confused with Marie and Mari. Mm -hmm. you know, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. But then there's also a difference of spelling there, which, which, which can be quite a problem. Mm. Yeah. All right. Why do we pronounce Russia with an SH, Rolly? Because it's a sieur. That's from Pedro. Sieur tends to, to end up as a sh. Uh, in, in all sorts of ways, um, particularly all of those words in T-I-O-N, which in French are sieur, right, intention, which is intention, and we say intention. Mm. So S plus U tends to become out as a sieur, and Russia, um, and in Russian it is Russia, Russia. so there's, it's not palatalized, which is the technical term. And it's very hard for some of us to, to learn a language like that if we're mm. not used to exactly. the, the movements yeah. or the sounds. But in French it's Russie, mm. again the C thing, in German, it's Russland. All right, Rolly, this is another question. This is an SMS. My wife believes you should only use the word reckon when mm. talking about numbers. Example, yes. I reckon it's about a metre long and that you should, you should use I believe or I think when not referring to mm. numbers. Is this a myth? Well, reckon used to be definitely um, a numerical calculation of one kind. And, uh, you know, you get ready reckoner and so on, mm. from way, way back, which were easy ways of doing numbers. However, since doing numbers involved calculation and sometimes speculation or whatever, um, you get to at least two words. There's guess from America and there's reckon, which used to be Australian. Mm. So I reckon it's going to rain this afternoon. I guess it's going to rain this afternoon. It had roughly the same sort of meaning. And reckon has now spread out of number 
calculations, yep. meaning you know a, a general belief, perhaps not based on huge amount of of evidence. Mm. But again, I think Reckon is on is on the way out. I haven't heard it a lot. Guess is certainly very much on the way up. Yeah, we were talking about blokes before, and we've got a few SMSs. Um, I'm in my 80s and come from Western Queensland, and men were always uh, blokes. What mm. I strongly detest who was being called a guy. That's Jane from Wynnum, and mm -hmm. Mark says better that men are called blokes rather than guys or buddies. Mm -hmm. And Pedro says I don't mind being referred to as a bloke. So. Um, I mean, bloke mm. is, I think, still very much around, particularly among the older generations. I'm not quite sure what teens would think if they were referred to as blokes. It's an interesting question. Mm, I, I, yeah, see, they they would be more likely to say guy. I think so. Yeah. And guy, again, comes from America. Of course. <laughs> and it used to be men, but it now refers to either men or women. That's true. Um, we're all guilty of that. I say, hey, guys, you, how are you? That's you right. Know? And mm. there might be a room full of women. Yeah. You'd say, hi, right. guys. Well, yeah, that's it true. Is, it is Sometimes possible. the girls, we call each other, hi, love. <laughs> Right. <laughs> lovey. But would you say girls to... Uh, oh, yeah. Hi, girl. Hi, girl. Girls. Yes. All I right. say now, girls The too. funny thing is that if I did that, it would sound out of place and possibly condescending. Yes. Mm. So in, if in doubt, you can use words to people like you much more freely than you can to people unlike you. True. Anne at Eaton's Hill, you've got a question for Rolly. Hello, Anne. Hi. What's your question? Um, there's a word onomatopoeia. Which, yes. But does the, is there a similar word... That um, explains when the when there's not an animate thing, so like um, sad or low, or so it's a, a feeling oh, right. where it's expressed. Yeah, mm. uh, th there is some association with of vowels with certain moods. So yes. e and i tend to be bright and cheerful and friendly, and u and o tend tend to be more mournful or threatening. Um, but onomatopoeia is a general word for something, and it can be inanimate, like a river. Ah, right. Yep. You know, a river or the wind or leaves. Anything yep. which gives its name, like the word rustle. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. to, to a sound. Yeah. And okay. uh, it's, 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 it's Greek in, in, in origin, like so many of these things. Yes. All right, Anne. Thank you for that. Thank you. And one more. Alexis from Yapoon. Hello, Alexis. Good morning, and I'm not calling from you. Oh. He wouldn't. He wouldn't say it. It's actually Cooey Bay. Cooey Bay. He wouldn't say yeah. it. Is that right? No, no. <laughs> that's, he's a wimp. That's Rob. She called you a wimp, <laughs> Rob. <laughs> he says. Oh. He said, "I'll stick with you, Poon." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alexis. What's your question? Okay, my question is: Why is it that we, when we pronounce a name, like for, and different countries call different? Towns or cities from different countries by the, a different name. Mm -hmm. Let me explain. Like Turin, mm -hmm. Turin is Torino. Yes. Um, Scotland is Scotia. Mm -hmm. So why why does that happen? Because the places in other countries were well enough known in Europe in particular for the local people to develop a way of pronouncing them which was easier for them. Um, mm -hmm. In Italian, you don't like words ending in N so much, so Torino is, whereas other countries could get rid of the final O and, and it's still perfectly understandable. Um, sometimes, like um, Bratislava, which is the, mm. the uh, Slovak capital, this was known as Pressburg in German, and so oh. it has a name which was totally different. Uh, ah. And uh, there's there's yet another one in Hungarian which I've forgotten for the moment. So you no know, Aachen and and Aix la Chapelle, 
uh, in between French and German. There are lots of places like Copenhagen. You know, <laughs> we just kept now. But it's Cop- is it is it Copenhagen or Copenhagen? Because I've been Both. over there. Yes, Both and either. Right. But in Danish, it's Copenhagen. What? Copenhagen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, gee, didn't Princess Mary do well? Oh yes, to learn oh, yes. that. Oh no, mm. um, Danish has some some interesting little quirks, but mm. she she's rather special. There you go, Alexis from Yapoon. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't happen, by the way, with more recent countries. I mean, no, Los Angeles is like, well, actually, no, Los Angeles is either Los. It used to be Los Angeles, and then it became Los Angeles. Mm. More like the yeah. and La, is it was it is it um, Las Vegas? Or oh, let's not start let's that not again. Go, right. Thanks, Alexis. <laughs> See you. Bye. Bye. And uh, Rolly, just to end, yes. uh, there's a lot of people saying have making comment about blokes. What about saying fellas? So that's from Wayne at Wynnum West. And what about fellas? Yeah, yeah. Mm. fellas and blokes were both used in C.J. Dennis's Songs of a Sentimental Bloke, which was published in 1915. And so these words have been around in Australian English in the markets of Melbourne, as they then were, for quite a while. Yeah. You've got a final word for of us, Of course, Rolly? yes. Before you criticise someone, you should walk a mile in their shoes. That way, when you do criticise them, you're a mile away and you've got their shoes. <laughs> Rolly Sussex, thank you so much. Talk to you next week. Bye. ABC Radio, your local source of national and international news, weather, emergency information, sport and entertainment. With more than 50 radio stations around the country, ABC Radio is Australia's largest radio network providing local programming. ABC Radio engages with audiences through both analogue and digital radio services, streaming online and on your mobile via the ABC Radio app. ABC Radio, across Australia.